say my name until the city burns and the stars fade away and your scars don't hurt i will hold you till the sun comes crashing down i'm yours until the end of time hey everyone welcome to the restored to more podcast a listener supported podcast that is dedicated to restoring marriages to wholeness in christ after being affected by pornography and sexual brokenness After betraying charity with pornography and unwanted sexual behavior, we had no idea how to rebuild our relationship or even if it was possible to restore what was broken. Today, by God's grace, we have learned how to connect again, laugh again, and rebuild spiritual, emotional, and sexual intimacy to an even greater experience than before. Our goal is that as you hear our story, the stories of others, and the knowledge needed to heal, you too can have a marriage that is becoming restored to more. I'm yours until the end of time. Update everyone. Course one registrations are back open. Whoop, whoop. This is an eight week course starting Thursday, September 14th. That is designed to help you and your spouse start the journey to becoming restored to more. It will be led by R2M certified coaches, Cody and Michelle Larson. We will be focusing on how to cultivate safety and trust, healthy communication, deal with triggers, and begin to discover how God can use crisis to create closeness. You can see all the details on our website and can register today at www.restoredtomore.com slash courses. Also, if you have appreciated this podcast, a great way to say thank you is leaving a five-star rating and a positive review. These reviews help more people find the podcast and experience hope and healing. Say my name until the city. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Restored to More. We are so excited to introduce our guest today, Carl Thomas. Let me tell you a little bit about Carl. So Carl is the founder of Live Free Ministries, which is the parent company for Triple X Church. He spent 17 years in the for-profit sector before transitioning into full-time ministry, where he now helps individuals who feel trapped and stuck by their pornography use. His knowledge and advice comes from his own 20 years of experience as a former porn addict and freedom seeker. He is an ordained pastor and a nationally certified neuro health coach. Today, Live Free Ministries offers online recovery-focused small groups, a Live Free community app, and now they've branched in helping women through their semi-new ministry, Live Free Wives, a free support community for spouses who need help as well. Carl, welcome to the Restore to More podcast, man. We're so stoked to have you. Hey, thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. Okay, so before we get started, I had a question. What is a neuro health coach? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> uh, it's basically you're dealing with brain health. Okay. So uh, that's the that's the stuff I geek out on uh, mm-hmm. in in like the whole recovery uh, field. I guess you'd say is I really really geek out on brain health, mm-hmm. like wow. neurochemicals and how that all works and. Um, you know, decision-making and how that all plays in and vagal tone and HRV and all this other stuff. Like I just, I geek out on that stuff. So that's awesome. I, uh, I said, you know, if I'm going to get a certification in something in the recovery field, um, neuro health coach is, is the place to be for me. Well, mm-hmm. definitely sounds professional. That's for sure. Anything like <laughs> well, scientific you know, hey. words, you know, you're good. You know, I would love yeah. to hear your story, Carl. I mean, we'll kind of interrupt you here and there as you talk, and so we won't really just share the whole time. Sure. But I think a lot of us all, I mean, as, as a guy who struggles with any kind of just sexual brokenness myself and unwanted sexual behavior, addiction most of my life, I think all of us are just, we just love feeling like we're not alone. You know, could you just share 
your story with pornography and, and what that looked like to be a freedom seeker as well? Yeah. Um, I tell people that my story is, it's kind of like the, uh, it's like the playbook for the Christian, the typical Christian story. Very typical of like the stories I hear all the time, you know, just, just got into porn or well, first exposure probably or like eight or nine uh, magazine, a friend showed me a magazine that he hid in the woods. And I don't even understand why people hide magazines in the woods. Cause it's, it's like a wet, it's, it's a paper product. It's like so stupid, but I hear that story all the time. Oh, I found it in the woods. Like that's the worst possible place to store a magazine is in the woods. But anyway, um, so I got exposed there growing up. My, uh, my dad got the dreaded, which they don't even, it's like, so, you know, I'm dating myself, but he got the black box, the scrambler, okay. uh, which had like the free porn channels if you descrambled them. So I discovered those. And back then, that's how you got porn. You rented mm. it or you saw it on cable. There wasn't, yeah. you didn't get it through internet. Phone, right? yeah. uh, and then just things ramped up as I got into my 20s. Uh, internet came kind of to, to the forefront, jumped on that bandwagon, carried it into my 30s got married, still dealing with it, had our first child, told my wife on Mother's Day. <laughs> I told, Is that something you recommend? I just got to tell you, you, you tell, you tell really guys, quick, funny story. Do you recommend but, guys to tell their wives that stuff on Mother's no, Day? <laughs> no, no, no. It's the first Mother's Day of her life. Oh, man, I mean, Carl, that's yeah, bad. Like ever, right? That's bad. So we went out to eat that night after I worked. I, I got sick. I just thought I was minorly sick. That mm. night, it turned on me so quick. Like, I was so horribly sick. I literally thought I was dying. And so <laughs> I said, well, if I'm going to go out, I better go out with a clear conscience. Wow. So, oh I was, so I unloaded on my wife the fact that I was struggling with porn to clear my conscience, convinced that I was going to be dying within a few hours anyway. Wow. <laughs> That's just so stupid. <laughs> Turns out I didn't die. Obviously, uh, it was just uh, pneumonia, which is not good. Which is pretty but good. it didn't kill me. Yeah. Uh, but so I told her about it, and uh, she actually took it pretty well. I didn't realize till years later when she told me this that the reason she took it so well is because she thought maybe I was having an affair anyway. Mm. Wow. Because there was something off with me, you know. Mm. And um, so she was relieved. Yeah. So, uh, but then we kind of went on an up and down cycle. I'd love to say I was completely honest with her from that point forward, but that was absolutely not the case. A lot of half truths, a lot of like, how's it going? Oh, it's doing okay. Okay. Could range anything from, I hadn't looked at it in a week to I hadn't looked at it in five minutes, you know? So, Mm, yep. And, um, then I, it was, it was a, it was a crazy chain of events. So I started getting this feeling around 30, seven, I guess I was at that time, I started getting this feeling that I was supposed to go into ministry, right? Mm. Just this weird feeling. I had no idea what that looked like. I thought church world, which is hilarious because I would get, I would get fired in a church. And, um, but at the time I thought, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get hooked up with the church. Enroll at Liberty University online master's program to, to get my master's in theology. And at that same time, got into a conversation with a good friend of mine who actually is a contributor in, in our community named Jeff Burkowski, who's a who was a pastor at the time. 
got connected with his church, heard a really great message by him that kind of challenged me about, are you all in for God? Are you just kind of halfway? Anyway, his church was partnering with Triple X Church at the time doing an outreach. And I don't know how familiar you or your audience is with Triple X Church's outreaches, but outreach means like we go to porn shows, like wow. literally no lie. Wow. So, um, so I was like, wow, yeah, I kind of followed Triple X Church because I liked their approach to things. They were so outside the box at the time, at the time. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm an outside the box type of guy that I, I like pushing the envelope. So I was like, oh, this sounds cool. Got into an accountability, got a, finally got a solid accountability partner with this guy from my church. So it was just like all these things kind of started working yeah. together. Like the timing was just right. I asked Jeff if I could join his church uh, for their outreach. And he said, yes, he knew I had struggled with porn. I don't know what the heck he was thinking, but I guess he thought that I kicked that demon and I hadn't, uh, but I didn't lie to get there. So that's how I know it was of God. You know, like mm-hmm. I didn't manipulate my way in and yeah. go, Oh, it was a God thing. Like, no, like I was completely honest. He just never asked. So mm-hmm. my wife's like, you sure you want to go to a porn show? Like you struggle with porn. It seems kind of stupid. And she was right. It was, I mean, that does seem kind of stupid, but I was like, yeah, I just really think I'm supposed to go. And she's like, okay. So that's just my wife. She's so supportive. She's like, okay, if you think you got to do it and do it. So I went um, and at the training that night. So I just had started that first semester seminary, dropped all this money on, you know, you know how college costs, right? Mm-hmm. Drop all this money to pursue a calling because uh, I hated the insurance industry that I was in. And then I'm at this uh, training and I get in a conversation with this guy who was at the time an employee of Triple X Church and asked him what he did. And he said that he, he did a bunch of things, but primarily he dealt with uh, pastors mm-hmm. and and I said, what's that look like? And he says, well, you know, it's not the funnest job in the world. I'm like, why? What's wrong with that? And he explained how he's dealing with pastors who are struggling with porn. And then he goes into <clears throat> Timothy and Thessalonians and all these qualifications of an elder versus that I had read myself sure. over the years, obviously, sure. but just right over my head. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not going to curse, but in my mind, I'm just like, holy, yeah. you know, yeah. it's freaking guy who was younger 10 years younger to me wow. just told me basically carl what are you doing with seminary you wow. need to get your crap cleaned up and he wow. doesn't even know that wow. he just kind of schooled me like right god, god just totally used this guy to like hit your Dude, heart it was sick and i started connecting the dots and i realized i was like wait a minute I'm, i dropped all this money to go pursue this quote-unquote calling that I feel God's called me to do, but at the same time, I'm doing this other thing that's going to mess with that. Sure. And so do I really want to keep doing this if it's going to stop me from going for this better thing? Right. Mm-hmm. And so my struggles with porn over the years had always been a short term. I try to explain guys, it's like a value proposition deal. Like it's always a short term thing. Like, okay, mm-hmm. Hey, do I want an orgasm or shame? You know, I mean, or it's like, do I want orgasm with shame or no orgasm without shame? And, you know, you're a guy. I mean, you're not, but you are. <laughs> they don't even know who I'm pointing at. <laughs> anyway, I, I figured. Orgasm wins 95% of the time, right? Yeah. Like I yeah. can deal with some shame to yeah. get an orgasm. Yeah. Um, but when it's long term and it's yeah. like the shame wasn't even a factor at that point. It was like, oh, hey, do you want to go have an orgasm and put off the rest of your life? Or do you mm. want to just like say no so wow. you can pursue what really matters? 
Wow. And at that point, when I thought about it in those like grand, like in that grand scheme of things, it all of a sudden became so much easier to just be like, forget it. That's not mm-hmm. worth it. Wow. And so, you know, weeks turned into months, turned into years, you know, and yeah. now that's, I don't know, 10 years ago. And wow. yeah, and been on the freedom train ever since. But it was just, it was a crazy chain of events that all worked. And honestly, I don't know. You know, if any one of those things had been missing or something, I don't I don't know how it would have turned out. It just turned out the way it did. You know? Yeah. Praise God. So cool. What a great story of redemption. God's hand was totally over you and your journey. And um so cool that you're now being used in so many different platforms. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna our audience to get to know you and what you're doing now, how you're helping people. So let's start with Triple X Church. What is Triple X Church yeah, for question. somebody who's never heard of it before? Okay, well, so Triple H Church, when I got connected with them ten years ago, um, they were they are what they are now, but they're you know they were a ministry of another nonprofit that no one ever heard of. Everybody knows the name Triple H Church. No one ever heard of Fireproof Ministries, right? Not Kirk Cameron, by the way. And um, so got connected with them, and they were always about uh, their their mission was always awareness, prevention, recovery, and they they had resources and a big website and got a ton of traffic. They had this big voice in the industry. Um, and so I got connected with them back then they hired me, you know, uh, to run their small groups program part-time. That was kind of like their entry thing, uh, grew that program like from one, one bit, one test group with eight dudes to a couple years later, uh, we had 30, 40 groups with wow. like 500 members. Right. Wow. So then they saw the the success there. And then they hired me to run all their web properties, which is, that's a whole nother story. That was hilarious too. Cause I knew nothing about website technology. <laughs> they just were like, Carl, you'll figure it out. I'm like, yeah, great. You know, obviously so they hired you did. me there. What's that? Obviously you did. You know, you're, you're way yeah, yeah. By trial by fire, man. Yeah. I don't recommend it for everybody. You gotta have, you gotta have thick skin to do, to do it that way. Sure. But yeah, I figured it out, but so I just worked for them, uh, you know, overseeing their websites, their email marketing, their small groups program. I was also their missions pastor. So I ended up running the teams that did the missions churches, you know, with the missions trips. Yeah. Um, and then I left for a season, got asked to come back uh, with a promotion. So then came back and was the COO there for about a year and a half, maybe, or is it a year? I don't remember. Anyway. Then I left again in 2019 and then started Live Free Ministries, which was a new nonprofit. And in that whole transition, we actually ended up acquiring the small groups program that I had built with Triple X Church. Like we acquired it from them. Yeah. All ethical and above board. Like I didn't steal it. Uh, Yeah. And then, um, what, that today's two months ago? Wow. And it became official. We signed some paperwork, and then Live Free Ministries actually acquired Triple X Church from wow. Fireproof. So now wow. now we also have Triple X Church under wow. our umbrella of resources and ministries. So so, awesome. so these guys, okay, so obviously we know, right, we're in this field of in, in work, and we know that guys are struggling with pornography. What do you feel like Triple X Church and Live Free Ministries brings to the table that maybe is different from what's out there. You know, what do you, what do you feel like is the thing that you guys bring that is really, cause you're, you're helping a lot of dudes, man. There's a lot of guys and women now, even mm-hmm. through live free wives, but just on the guys portion for a second, what do you feel like you bring that these guys are like, wow, I, I should learn about these guys because they have this. So that's a good question. So all of our, 
ministry efforts, let's just say, I would say are united by one main purpose. And that's like, we want to see people enjoy the life God created them mm. to, to enjoy. Right. And we're firm believers that if porn's in the picture, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what kind of inspires the whole thing. It's like, Hey, wow. we want you to have your best life. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've got to get rid of this thing. And it's not even so much about getting rid of this thing. It's about dealing with the thing behind the thing. Yes. Right. Like you're dealing with this. We got to deal with this so we can get to why you're using this stuff in the first place. Right. So that, that kind of like, fuels everything right yeah, for good. live free wives it's hey it's not just getting rid of the porn it's getting rid of the pain that porn causes mm. and then the pain below the pain right mm. for live free it's about helping men um break free of pornography right because and gain below the pain but yeah the whole thing with everything we do is really tied into like a fierce belief in community and lack of shame like, you know, says like, oh, Carl, describe your ministry in, a, in as few words as possible. I'd have to say, okay, we're, in, we're not an anti-porn ministry. We're an anti-shame ministry. Come on. You know, uh, so we good. want guys to be able to, guys and women to be able to talk about this stuff in a healthy way yeah. and get the help they need. And that's only going to happen in the context of community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then X Church came in and it's like, okay, well, how are we fitting this in? So X Church all feeds in to this overall mission or vision, whatever you want to call it, but in a different way, whereas Triple H Church would be more of a, I guess you call it a more of an awareness thing, I, although I don't really like that word, but Triple um, H Church is all about challenging the norm mm. and just pushing for those conversations outside of just these safe little communities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we want to be culture changers. We want to say, hey, like guys, like, you should be able to talk about masturbation with your friends and not mm. feel super awkward. You should mm, be able to yeah. talk about porn. Hey, spouse, you should be able to tell the women that you're friends with that your husband is dealing with this stuff and you don't know how to deal with it. And it's not a gossip thing. It's a, yeah. hey, I need help here. I need healing here. Um, and we, I think that needs to happen in culture completely. Mm. But to be honest, like we're super focused on the church because it just doesn't happen that often. And you know, God called us to be, I mean, maybe not so many words, but when he says salt and light, he, he called us to be culture changers, right? Mm. So how are we going to change the way we talk about porn and sex and all this other stuff in the real world if we can't even do it in the confines of our four little white walls? Like, please, like you gotta, you got, we have to lead, right? And if anything, we're behind. The yeah. non-church world is saying, hey, I'll talk about masturbation. Yep. Like, we should be pushing an envelope, mm. not them. Yep. So that's where Triple H Church comes in. It's like, hey, like, mm. we're going to be, like, it's right down my alley, to be honest, but we're disruptors. Yeah. It's like, hey, it we're is. just going to call it out how it yeah. is. Um, and we're, and it's probably, gonna, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. It'll yeah. probably cost me some speaking engagements. Not that I get any, because <laughs> I don't know what I'm ever going to say. Um or it might cost us a, a blog post here or a podcast there or whatever, but it's like, Hey, look, I'm, we're not going to back down and be mm-hmm. like, well, Hey, let's just sugarcoat this to make it all more palatable. Yeah. Like, no, we're just going to say it and be like, no, this is dude. You got to be able to talk about this, mm-hmm. you so know, good. like this is not something. So, and if we can get that conversation going, guys can get yeah. help. But in the meantime, uh, I tell people I've, I've written this, I've said this live free ministries, 
we're not in business or we don't exist because of the way things should be. We exist because of the way things are. Mm. Right? We should be able to talk about this stuff without a problem. We should be able to share this stuff, but we don't. Mm. So what do we do in the meantime? Well, these people, they need to get, they need to get some help. They yeah. need to have these communities. They need to have these places where they can talk about it. And that's what we're going to do. That's mm-hmm. what yeah. we're going to be. We're going to be that source. Mm. Yeah. Live Free Wives has been awesome. I'm a part of the community. And um, Melissa, incredible. Uh, just being a part of the community, the things that you guys offer, I haven't ever seen anything like it. You know, I've, I've dabbled around, especially when I was in my own recovery, looking at different websites for women and offerings. And not to say that they're bad, less than, but what you guys offer is just really, really unique. And um, there's so many different offerings, whether it's going through a specific small group, getting just plugged in with other women, being able to communicate with women on the community app. I like, I think that is so cool. And then to see who's locally around you, like Mm. you can search in where other women are if they're in your city. And I just, man, I was so thirsty and hungry for that when I was in my own recovery. So I am super excited about what you guys offer because um, it's exactly what I was I was looking for. Yeah. You know, I was going to say too, Carl, like, dude, I just, I don't know. I mean, as you're talking, I get excited. I, I feel like I feed off people's energy. Mm-hmm. And what I love about you is you are going against the grain. Mm-hmm. Like you are a total culture changer. Like you're like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't care what you think about me. And we've had talks obviously off air. We've connected. <laughs> and you're like, listen, dude, this is what's up. Like this is how we roll. And we're not apologetic about it. And I think that's awesome because the books we're reading, the conversations we're having with people that are, that are this, our age that are either, you know, either mid twenties or even younger and they're in their teenage years and they're 17 and 19. It's incredible how the culture is teaching us things that are so anti-biblical, but, but the people that are supposed to be preaching a biblical worldview about sex, about masturbation, about what it looks about, even orgasm, about why sex is here and what it looks like in the bond of marriage and why get married. I mean, there's all these statistics right now that we keep reflecting on that are just heartbreaking. I don't remember the number exactly, but it was an appalling number of how many young people don't even see the value of getting married anymore. Like they want to find their soulmate. They want, they want to have great sex, but why get married? And, and so wait, why do you need to have marriage? And so I just, I'm, I'm, I just want to say thank you for what you do, man. Like seriously, it's a big deal. And I love it. And I, I totally get why Triple X Church, the way I see it is that the, the, the live free ministries is the shame free community aspect. So it's like guys wanting to get free. And then I see Triple X Church as the one that's kind of pushing the boundary line and is like taking back ground for truth. And it's taking back ground yeah. for like, uh, like you said, awareness even, and just talking and normalizing the struggle, normalizing the conversations. Because let's get real, man. How many of us sat in a pew and the pastor goes, today, we're going to read Proverbs 5, the adulterous woman. And we're like, oh man, I got to I gotta go. And you know, it's going to be full of shame sometimes. And you know, it's going to be full of like don't do's and do nots and do not be sexually immoral. And this will ruin your life. And it's just, it's so much shame. And I, I know for me, that was the biggest thing that kept me in my addiction was the overwhelming yeah. amounts of shame. I just had a talk last night with a guy and I was saying that I sought out all these people for help, pastors, even a, even a counselor that was like an MFT and and I and, and and he was a good dude. Well, good people. They were well-meaning, but their advice was so bad that it made me feel like I was unfixable. Like I'm just so far yeah. gone, you know. And so I just want to say I appreciate 
what you're doing, bro. You got me fired up over here. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's, you know, and I don't, we're, we're not out to beat up anybody specifically. Totally. You know, it's just the way it is. In fact, we, uh, we had a blog post this week we just put out. Uh, it was called uh, Takes a Village to Blame. Mm. And because this month we're talking about porn and sex and culture, church culture, and how things need to really radically shift. Mm. Uh, but and we we had put out a blog post prior weeks about the stats, like about like the, the prevalence and like how yet with all this numbers, only only I think it was like 7% of churches actually have a program for it and this yeah. and that. And uh, oh my gosh, those posts went ballistic, like wow. ballistic best post I think ever in terms of like shares and likes, like, cause people were just like reacting like, Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. So then this week, I put out posts. I was like, Hey, listen, you know, the reaction was over the top, which is great. But here's, here's the bad news. People is your fault, mm. right? Mm. It's your fault. Our churches, uh, you know, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but the thing is the American church is tied to the American dream mm. and we all want that American dream, but the American dream is not, it's, it's, it's so counter Jesus's kingdom. It's not even funny. Mm. Right. It's, the fact I, I wrote this in the blog post, but the fact that we actually refer to ourselves as consumers, think about it. Like, oh yeah, I'm a consumer. What? Like that means you eat, you take, you take, you take, you take, right? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? Like that's how you want to be characterized, but that's how we are, like in America. And the church is driven by consumer culture, right? So yeah. we go to church and we say we want more honesty and we say we want programs, but do we really? Because if the pastor gets up and starts talking about this stuff in a really open way, how uncomfortable are you going to be? Sure. How, how many women, I'm not picking on them, but it would probably be more them than men to be honest, be like, Hey, I don't know if our kids should be in here for this call. You know, how many guys at their men's Bible study are not going to get uncomfortable if like Joe in the corner raises his hand and says, Hey, listen, I masturbated an hour ago and I need to talk about it. Like, <laughs> dude, yeah. you know, save that for porn group. Not now. Like we're talking yeah. about Philippians, right? Yeah. yeah it's like, mm we we send the wrong message and so our leaders are really i'm not giving them a pass but they're in a tight spot because it's like if i don't give you what you want consumer christian mm. you're gonna hike it up the road and we're already seeing too many people leave the church right mm. so yeah. i guess we need to edit this thing and tweak it a bit so you come back so you know yeah mm. we'll we'll mess with the lighting and we'll do this and we'll, we'll you know yeah focus on sermons that are uplifting and happy and financial yeah. and this and that, but porn and sex and uh, like, there's no ROI there. That's not going to make anybody happy. It's probably going to shrink my audience, not grow it. So like at the end of the day, I don't give the church a pass on it, but, it, but we also need to point the finger at ourselves sure. and say, Hey, we're asking for this, right? Yeah. We're, we're setting the stage. We're not leading them on how to lead us. Yeah. No. Let me ask you a question, Carl. You know, you, you talk about there being way so many programs that are out there today, right? There's a lot of help out there. You guys are creating help. Yeah. There's a lot of other programs, but you, but you talk about how the problem is still increasing at a rapid rate. So yeah. what are, what are we missing there? Like, I think this kind of ties what you were just saying, maybe a little bit like, where's, where's the gap here? Is that because we're just consuming content again? Like we're just reading stuff and we're not actually applying it or where, where's the gap that you think that we're kind of missing and helping this thing start decreasing in rate versus an increase in, in consumption. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a firm, I'll go to the grave with this. I'm a firm believer that 
community is that important, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That you have to be able to talk about this stuff. You have to, right? And listen, there's a lot of programs out there. There's a lot of garbage programs out there, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I mean, there's some great ones. Like I, I actually met, I don't know if you ever interviewed, you ever heard, you've heard of Jay Stringer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, amazing guy. Had amazing. lunch with him last week and we're mm-hmm. looking at trying to do some things together. Um, but like guys like him who are kind of like really going into whole new areas and it's like, wow, this stuff is brilliant. Right. Um, there's great stuff out there. And then there's a bunch of junk. Mm-hmm. Right. But again, we're not going to know what's junk and what's great if we're not talking about it, sure. right? Mm-hmm. You've got to have the conversations. Well, I love it. That's I, it. And You've got like, to have the conversations and yeah. then things can get better, right? Yeah. You don't know how bad the problem is because no one talks about it. You don't know where to get help because no one talks about it. Yeah. You don't know if the help's any good because no one talks about it. Mm-hmm. Come on. And I love that because what you're saying is, hey, we got to get it. I heard a guy say one time, the issue, the, the heart of the issue is the issue of the heart. You know, and it's, and it's, that's what I hear you saying is that we got to get deeper. We can't just try to try to stop something or even white knuckle something and just get rid of it. There's obviously a portion of that, which I love because I, I, I really am a big believer in eradicating the usage for a while to get our, our brain just sober. We can't even make right decisions yeah. if we're just constantly, you know, consuming pornography. And, and a lot of us guys want to be able to go, well, you know, it's impossible to get rid of it completely. I can't get rid of every access point and all this stuff. And the truth is, yeah, that's that, that, that might, might be true to some extent, but you can do a lot to get rid of things so that you don't have to just like be tempted and act on it right away. I mean, I was a, I was a big component right. of that I removed, I removed all access completely yeah. for, I think it was, gosh, two years because I was like, I have to get rid of every access point and put cameras up in my house so that there's higher level of accountability. And I did that because I knew that I needed it to get my brain to a place, even for especially 60, 90 days to hit the reset button so I could then even dig deep into my heart. But I, I just, man, we agree. We talk about community like it's the, the biggest thing, especially for couples yeah. that are going through recovery together. And they want to learn how to just understand how to communicate. We are just, man, I'm, I'm vibing with you here, bro. I'm vibing. And it's all about well, this community aspect, you know? Couples, like, you just, t- like, how can couples get any better if they can't talk about it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, if I, I mispronounced the name. You probably, Sheila, was it Gregory? I yeah. Think? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Great, great sex, sex Rescue. rescue. Boy, she catches a lot of crap. I love it. And I think she's great. You know, I've talked to her and uh, I'm hoping we're going to do some work with her at some point. But like, if you can't talk to your husband about the fact that like he's lame in bed, like that's that's a problem, right? (laughs) You need to have that talk, right? Because maybe you could coach him or maybe you can have these conversations like you got to have these conversations, right? If you can't talk to your wife about the fact that like, hey, this is um, this is, you know, I'm trying to get better here, but the way you're approaching this thing is not making it easier on me. It's making it harder on me. Like mm-hmm. you guys never can advance, you know? Okay. So I got a question for you, Carl. So I think this is awesome stuff. You know, we're talking a lot about normalizing the conversation. And I think what happens more often than not that I've seen is that a guy, a guy understands he has a problem. He goes to his wife or he tells her or he doesn't tell her and goes to the pastor and the pastor says, you know what? I'm so glad you're here. We have a program for you. And they put him in the program with the other guys who are willing to talk about it. And, and hey, don't get me wrong. That's a great place to start. I mean, that's where I went. I started. I had some guys that were supported me. And I think those groups have a place for sure to work things out and, and, and talk about it a lot. But what we're talking about is something different. We're not normalizing 
the conversation, not saying, hey, you know what? I'm so glad that you're aware of that. Let's talk. We're, we're, it shouldn't be this, hey, man, I got to... <laughs> I got. I got to tell you something, John. You know what I'm saying? It, it should just be like. Right, and right. so, and so, how, in your opinion, what's the best way that a generation can start normalizing the conversation? Because, I, like you said, I just I see it. The places guys talk about sex is in jokes, right? We talk about sex at our workplace where we joke about stuff. It's inappropriate. Not we, but you know, there's jokes that are inappropriate. Yeah. You know, when is sex talked about in a movie? All, all over it, every single movie, on the radio, in a Pandora ad, on a Netflix ad. You have ridiculously inappropriate ads being created now on my Roku. I can't even have the Roku TV thing on when my kids are there because the ads popping up are a bunch of half-naked women. And I'm like, geez. But yep. it's so they obviously have found a way to normalize it. Mm. I mean, things are normalized in the culture that we are surrounded by. The people that have not normalized it are the Christians because there is so much shame and secrecy and maybe even unwanted behaviors by us. So how as Christians can we normalize this conversation, take back some ground from society? Uh, it, it, there's no easy answer. It's just, you just gotta, we just gotta lead the way and just do what's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it, I'm sorry. There's no magic bullet. We just gotta do what's uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Um, I won't go into the, the whole story, but like I talked to my son about sex, I guess it was six or seven. I started that conversation. Some parents that freaks them out, but I started that conversation <laughs> back then. Um, honestly, the only recently did I get into the masturbation question, masturbation conversation. And I think it's because we talk like we've made sex like such a non-taboo topic in our yeah. household that it just, I was like, oh, of course he knows about masturbation. And I'm falling into the same pitfall of my parents, right? Mm. Like, of course he knows about it, right? So I had a good, I had a conversation with him. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I led with telling him how I first discovered it. Yeah. I mean, that's awkward talking to your sure. 13 year old son about the first time you masturbated. It's really actually felt super weird. Mm. Um, but you know, I was just, Hey man, I was doing this. I was doing that cracking joke about it, you know, making it just kind of like, Hey man, we're just two guys talking about what yeah. happened in life. Yeah. And, um, and he, he immediately, you could, I could sense it off of him. He immediately, like the tension level came down because mm. he's just like, my dad's talking to me about jerking off and it's not bothering him. That's mm. crazy. Right. So now he immediately felt like less tense about yeah. it. Cause if dad can talk about masturbating to me, I can certainly talk to my dad about masturbating to him. Cause yeah. you know, but that wasn't comfortable. Totally. Um, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. Um, I say, I've said this and some other things I've done, but, you know, I call it, you act as if. You have to act as if. You know, when it comes to shame, mm. anytime anytime you're going to talk about porn, sex, uh, because, because the way we've been raised, right? Like, even now, if I say the word vagina, um, I'm not going to lie. There's like, there's like one, but there's like a hair that stands up on the, on, on the back of my neck. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just one single hair, but I feel, boop, you know, <laughs> a hair doesn't go up if I say coffee, Sure. but vagina, Ooh, bang, you know, masturbation, bang. Like I feel that cause it's the way I was raised. Sure. Like those sure. words aren't appropriate. Sure. Right? Um, so you're, when you get talking about this stuff, and especially if you're talking about like, Oh, I struggled with this. <clears throat> Sorry or I struggle with it or whatever. 
you're going to feel, and that's the key, you're going to feel shame. Yeah. All right. But a feeling is just a feeling. Mm. You don't have to pay attention to it. Feelings were created as like kind of like a warning thing. It's like a warning. You know, that's what a feeling is. It's a warning system. Feelings aren't always accurate, as we know. So just because I feel the shame kind of coming in, I just have to act as if I don't feel shame about it. So good. I just got to do it. So, hey, did you ever struggle with masturbation? Shame. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And and almost like pretend like, no, you know what? I don't feel shame about this. I'm just going to talk about it. Yeah. It's uncomfortable in the moment, yeah. but then you do that long enough and like you start finding yourself like, yeah, I can talk about this without feel, even feeling the shame after a while because I've gotten used to the idea that like, hey, this is actually okay to talk about. I don't need to, I can ignore those feelings that it's not okay to to discuss this stuff, mm. right? awesome. Uh, I have one more question before we wrap up, but I would love for you to uh, tell our listeners about what is happening next week. You guys are starting a 10 day freedom challenge, right? Yeah. Cool. Yep. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, it's the 10 day freedom from porn challenge, but sometimes we just call it the 10 day freedom challenge because like the word porn gets, you know, blocked in emails or whatever. Facebook wouldn't let me use it as a, mm. <laughs> as a, title i had to just call it the 10 day freedom challenge wow. but it's the 10 day freedom from porn challenge and so uh yeah people can sign up uh, i'll give you um i'll give you the link or you can show the link below yeah. but they can sign up for it on our website and basically the idea is like it's just for men right now because this is a live free initiative not a live free wives initiative right and uh so any guy can sign up for it and uh, it starts monday I think that's the 24th, right? Monday, the 24th. And what's going to happen is each and every day, we're going to send them an action step in terms of trying to build a plan for your recovery. Let's just call it recovery, right? Not not everybody loves that word, but, um, and then there's a workbook exercise and everything. And then the, the, the missing piece or the magic piece to this, because we, we have something called the 10 day freedom from porn action plan that we've had for ever since I started the ministry, which has been great. It's on um, right now media, like people, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from it. So we're basically taking that and turning it into a 10 day experience where everybody's going through each day step together. Mm. So they have people to discuss what they're discovering in the workbooks, right? Cool. It's not, Hey, go home and do this in the privacy of your own home. Like, no, do this. And now, and now you have other people to talk to. So then we bring in a private it's not a secret, but a private Facebook group. A lot of people stay away from the, the Facebook side of it because they're convinced that someone's going to see that they posted, but it it's not that type of group. Like you can't see anything about the group or who's in the group totally. unless you're in the group yourself or you're an admin. Like people, if, if you go to the to the group's URL, you'll see me on there because I'm an admin, but you won't see the members of that group unless you're part of that group. So it's completely secure and, it's cool. and confidential, but so it's just this thing over 10 days where yeah. we're going to go through this together. And then the idea is the Facebook group gives this place where all these guys can get together and That's start cool. talking about what's going on. And we've been bringing people in already. I think we got uh, probably close to 400 people signed up for the challenge so far. I'm not sure where the Facebook number is, but if it's, 
I would imagine it's probably going to end up being about half. So probably yeah. however many people sign up for the challenge and just want to get the emails, probably half of those will be, great. will have the guts to actually sign up for the Facebook group. But that's great. Um, what's I'm the, and what's the purpose it. of it? Tell me like, what's that? What are the guys, what are they going to gain from joining this? Yeah. Why 10 days? Besides the community, which is super cool. Yeah. Why 10 days? Great question. Uh, well, because we live in a culture where everybody wants it fast. Yeah, so a 30 day challenge would be pretty laborious, right? Mm-hmm. 10 day challenge. Yeah. Let's hit the bullet points. Um, I, as I tell people in some of the stuff that we talk about or in some of the promotions and things like that, it's like, we're not guaranteeing you that you're going to be free from porn in 10 days. Sure. Mm-hmm. Anybody who does that, you sh- just don't even listen to them sure. because Nobody can guarantee anything other than like it's on you at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but over the course of 10 days, we're going to go over all these critical components of, you know, why do I deal with this stuff? Mm. Yeah. How do I, uh, w- what are triggers? How do I deal with that? Uh, where's the emotional ties? How does this factor in decision-making? We get into some of the brain science things. Yeah. And then we give them workbook exercises so they can process it through it. So the idea is after 10 days, they have a much clearer picture yeah. of like why they deal with this That's stuff, great. what the what this fight, for lack of a better word, is really about. It's not about behavior modification, right? It's about much, much bigger thing. Yeah. And then, oh, and here are the steps I should probably take to get all this stuff, you know, in line mm-hmm. right so, so maybe it means counseling maybe it means doing a course maybe it means signing up for a small group hopefully it means joining live free so i can do this on a daily basis like that's the idea oh, so it, it's I to love give it. them a plan because most guys unfortunately when it comes to this thing are flying by the seat of the pants they, they have are. no plan and i and love you're that not going to succeed without a plan the education component is so key so important. I know for me, there was so much breakthrough when I found out why is this, why is this a problem and what's happening in my brain and why am I dependent? Why is this like, yeah. why is this like uh, an addiction to drugs? Like, why is it like I can't go without it? Like what in the world? Why can't I just say no when I have this impulse, you know? So it sounds like you're going to dive into some incredible things, Carl. That's awesome. Yep. Tell me, yep. you know, as we wrap up here about another minute, what do we, um, you know, how can more people learn about all that you offer, whether it's the Live Free Ministries, or it's Live Free Wise, and all that you guys have going on. How can people get plugged in? Uh, we have links actually to all the resources on triplexchurch.com right on the homepage. So if they go to triplexchurch.com, they'll see a link for Live Free, the community app. They'll see a link for small groups online. They'll see a link for um, X3 Pure, our recovery video course. They'll see. Uh, a link for X3 Watch, which really isn't ours, but we still recommend it because, you know, we got to recommend somebody's accountability software. We don't own that. Um, and then if they go to the spouses section of the website, there's also a bunch of links there that'll direct in the Live Free Wives, cool. you know. So, but Triple H Church is probably the easiest place to find all the Perfect. resources because even on there, we also have some resources that aren't ours. Uh, I'm a big believer in collaboration. Yep. I, we don't need to be all things, to all people. There's some great resources out there and we want to t- turn people onto those things. Yeah. Um, so they're going to find links to uh, parenting courses and all sorts of things as cool. well outside of what, just what we offer. It's awesome. awesome. Carl, thanks for being with us, man. We're so glad to get the word out and I love you sharing your story, man. Very thankful again for just all that you're doing, all that God's calling you to do. It is a good hey. work, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me on.
I'm yours until the end of time. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, follow us on Instagram, and sign up for the upcoming course. You can also connect with us on the Ask Us Anything page at RestoredToMore.com. Also, quick note, all the work at Restored to More Inc., including this podcast, is made possible by our donors and financial partners. We wouldn't be here without those who have generously given to the cause of restoration. If you ever feel led to give, you can do so on the donate page on our website, 